Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is 7 News with Angela Cox. Good afternoon. First to the dangerous weather, belting both sides of the country as we go to air. Huge swells have slammed the New South Wales coast for the second straight day. But in Western Australia, residents have gone from lockdown to battening down. This is a radar look at a monster system bearing down on the coast. It's the state's strongest storm in a decade. Cyan Doherty is south of Perth. Cyan, has it made landfall? And as you can see, yes, it has. We've already seen wind gusts up to 110 kilometres an hour and they're forecast to reach 130 later this evening. Those gusts won't be isolated either. The severe weather warning stretches from Exmouth in the north around to Esperance. Now, that's around the equivalent of Rockhampton in Queensland to Melbourne. Now, it's so big because there are three weather systems threatening to combine. A large cold front in the state south and two low-pressure systems in the northwest. That part of the state has already been smashed. Now it's Perth's turn. The wind and rain have arrived and it'll continue into tomorrow. Emergency services are preparing for flash flooding, possible heavy hail and swells up to eight metres. SES volunteers have started early and the Defence Force is on standby. As we're warned, these winds could cause significant damage to homes. Insurers are expecting up to 10,000 claims by the time this clears on Tuesday. As you can see, there are still some brave souls out on the water, but emergency services are telling people to get inside, go home, because this is only going to get worse. And... A kayaker has drowned as New South Wales faced another day of extreme conditions along the coast. The victim was pulled from the surf at Batemans Bay on the state's south coast. Hazardous warnings were in place, but it didn't stop people venturing close to the water. Surfers were spotted crawling down rocks to take advantage of the big swell. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has accepted ultimate responsibility for the $60 billion JobKeeper bungle. But he insists his government are good economic managers. Live now to political reporter Jennifer Beshwani in Canberra for us. Jen, did he say how the miscalculation happened? 
Well, Ange, he acknowledged that this was a mistake. He says that the estimates were made by Treasury at a time of incredible uncertainty. Nonetheless, he has, as you mentioned, accepted that the ultimate responsibility for the program rested with him, but said there's a silver lining. Speaking at a chocolate shop in the New South Wales electorate in Eden Monero, where there'll be a by-election soon, the uh, pictures you can see on your TV right now, he likened the bungle to the cost of building a house coming in much cheaper than expected. If you're building a house and the contractor comes to you and says it's going to cost you um, 350,000 bucks and they come back to you several months later and say well things have changed and it's only going to cost you 250,000 bucks well that is news that you would welcome. Scott Morrison wouldn't commit to expanding the scheme to casuals and others that have missed out so far. Says that He said that he, you don't just borrow $60 billion on a whim, but he was open to further spending on industries that are worst hit. Now, Labor is calling for the Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, to appear before the Senate committee into COVID-19. And I can confirm, Angie, this afternoon that he has since declined that request. And Jen, the PM has also weighed in on the border closures controversy. He has, and, and he's indicated that he wants the states to reopen their borders as soon as possible. The Prime Minister says that it was never a recommendation by the medical experts to National Cabinet, that this was a unilateral decision by the Premiers, and it's up to them to explain their actions and will ultimately be responsible for the economic consequences. Now, he goes on to say that he won't interfere in state jurisdictions, but he did heap praise on the New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian for lifting restrictions sooner than others. Okay, Jen, thank you. In just over a week, Victoria will be almost entirely back up and running. In a dramatic relaxation of lockdown restrictions announced today, most businesses, retailers, schools and cultural sites will be allowed to reopen. There will still be strict limits, but as Blake Johnson reports, it's a big step back towards normal life. Gyms in Victoria have been quiet since the end of March, but they'll reopen in four weeks as the list of Victoria's easing restrictions grows. Playgrounds and skate parks will open before gyms, though. That's on this Tuesday. Then, from June 1, beauty therapists can trade again, so to hotels and Airbnb. So weekends away are back on the agenda. Indoor pools can also reopen, but with a maximum of 20 people in the pool, three per lane. Galleries, museums and zoos are also on that list. It is breathing life back into many small businesses. There was a bit of screaming, a couple of tears and I may or may not have come to work in my pyjamas to begin the return to work process. But there's a repeated warning from government we may very easily return to restrictions if there's an outbreak. We will finish up with this getting away from us and we will finish up in an even harder lockdown. From June 22, ski season can start and so too indoor sports centres and gyms with a maximum of 20 people depending on the floor size. One person per four square metre rule still applies. Cinemas, theatres and even stadiums can reopen in four weeks but with a maximum of 50 people. But this very small number is unlikely to mean crowds at footy matches for a while yet. In New South Wales, beauty salons are the latest business to get the go-ahead to reopen from the start of June. But as restrictions ease, all eyes are on Sydney's transport network. Thousands of students head back to school tomorrow as some parents go back to work too. Miley Hogan reports. 
Good afternoon. The new COVID safe system on the transport network will face its first major test tomorrow as students return to school and some workers head back to the office. When you hop on public transport, you will see these green stickers telling you where you can sit. There is a limit of 12 passengers per bus and 32 passengers per carriage, but no school student will be left behind regardless if physical distancing can't be achieved. Now, to make this possible, there will also be marshals and extra security at train stations and bus stations to make sure people are following the rules. I don't want to see crowded buses and I don't want to see people sick and I don't want to see people dying from this. But the government is pushing people to walk, ride or use their own car to get their kids to school or to get back to the office tomorrow. The opposition is calling on the government to provide more parking options to avoid chaos tomorrow. There's an urgent need for more overflow car parking being prepared so it's not overwhelmed. The government is trying to avoid a mass return to public transport. There are fears that could help the virus spread through the community. The official advice is still work from home if you can and don't get on a bus or a train unless you have to. There's been a twist in the death of a Brisbane teenager who plunged from a Gold Coast balcony. It was thought to be a tragic accident. Now three men have been charged with murder. Alex Lewis is following the developments. Key in English was found at the bottom of this Surface Paradise Tower around 3am on Saturday, but he couldn't be revived. The 19-year-old from Brisbane and a friend were at a party with a group of people they just met and who were staying in the room above them. Some illicit drugs have been taken. During the course of the evening, uh, the three main offenders have uh, robbed the victim and his friend at North Point. Detectives believe as English tried to escape, he went over the balcony from the fourth floor. Three men, an 18-year-old, 20-year-old and 22-year-old have been charged with murder and armed robbery, all unknown to police. You know, 19 years of age, it just seems such a shame and a, such a terrible waste of life. Prescription drugs, including Valium, were found in the apartment. Officers suspect the drugs were stolen during robberies at two Gold Coast pharmacies last week. We believe that all persons in the premises were under the influence of drugs at the time. Four other people in the unit were taken to hospital with signs of overdose. English's parents have released a statement saying they're devastated by the tragedy. They're just shattered and, and rightly so. You, know, you don't expect to get the police knocking on your door with that sort of outcome. The three accused men are due to face court in Brisbane and Bean Lee tomorrow. A Sydney man has been stabbed to death in his own home after a group of masked intruders forced their way inside. Peter Fegan has more. Peter, police believe the attack was targeted. And while police are yet to confirm it, they do strongly believe that this attack was targeted and that the alleged offenders did know their victim. And as for a motive, well, that is still unclear, and that's what detectives are trying to figure out today. What is clear is that just after 12.30 last night, emergency services were called to a property on Langton Street, Riverston. Now, that was after they received a call that a group of five men had entered the home and stabbed the occupant. That occupant was 39-year-old concreter Kevin Cortis. Police have confirmed that Cortis was stabbed multiple times and despite the best efforts of paramedics, Kevin Cortis died at the scene. The motives in regards to those five individuals attending those premises 
is still subject to that investigation. Two teenagers aged just 16 and 17 were arrested nearby. They've since been charged and I can now confirm with you a firearm and a knife are also seized. It's unclear if that knife is the murder weapon. Now there are also two women inside the property when this occurred last night. Uh, one has some minor injuries, the other was not injured. It's understood they were friends with the victim. Police are looking for three more men who they say were involved. Uh, if you know these men or know their whereabouts, you've been urged to call Crime Stoppers immediately. Ange? US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has warned a trade deal between Victoria and China could have dire consequences on our relationship with America. In an interview, Mr Pompeo said the US would, quote, disconnect from Australia if the Belt and Road Agreement threatened telecommunication security. We will simply disconnect. We will simply separate. We're going to preserve trusted networks for important information. We hope our friends and partners and allies across the world, especially our Five Eyes partners like Australia, will do the same. China's Belt and Road Initiative is a highly controversial global infrastructure push. The Victorian government has responded, saying the deal is about creating opportunities for local businesses. An inferno has ravaged parts of San Francisco's famous Fisherman's Wharf. The blaze erupted in a warehouse at Pier 45, not far from the tourist attraction Pier 39. More than 150 firefighters battled to stop the blaze sweeping through the landmark. They also fought to save a World War II ship moored alongside. The blaze was contained, but a large part of the wooden pier was destroyed, along with the fishing warehouse. Brazil is now the epicentre of the pandemic. It looks set to become one of the worst-hit countries, with more than 300,000 cases and climbing. It's one of the most isolated places on Earth, but not even the Amazon could keep COVID-19 out. Brazil, the new virus epicentre. Hospitals in major cities overwhelmed. Makeshift medical centres in slums and soccer stadiums a sign the nation hasn't even reached the peak. Still, the numbers are alarming. Over 330,000 confirmed cases. The disease spreading faster here than anywhere else on Earth. And with a lack of testing, doctors fear it could be 15 times higher than that. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. 15 times higher? Yes, because many people, they are not symptomatic. South America has become a new epicentre for the disease. At least 30 million people live in Brazil's slums, where social distancing is near impossible and locals are busy clearing land for the dead. <laughs> President telling his country, I can't work miracles. His government still recommending use of the anti-malarial drug hydroxychloroquine, despite global studies showing it can kill COVID patients. Ashley Mullaney, 7 News. The New York Times has published a powerful front page highlighting the human toll of the pandemic. These are the names of 1,000 Americans who've died from COVID-19. The newspaper scoured obituaries around the country to compile this list to show the grim death toll is more than just numbers. The names represent only 1% of coronavirus deaths in the US. But New York has reached one positive milestone for the first time in a long time. The daily death toll has fallen below 100. Boris Johnson's chief advisor is facing fresh allegations that he breached lockdown rules. Number 10 says reports he was spotted breaking isolation a second time are inaccurate. And Dominic Cummings is still refusing to stand down. Sarah Greenalt has more. 
Well, and Boris Johnson seems to be in hiding and his government's credibility is in tatters after the events of the past 24 hours or so. On Friday, it was revealed that his chief advisor, Dominic Cummings, had travelled 400 kilometres from his London home to his parents' property in the north of England while he and his wife were supposed to be self-isolating with coronavirus symptoms. Downing Street says they did this because they required childcare for their young son while they were both sick. But this seems to be a exemption to the lockdown rules that no one else in the UK was aware of. Ministers have been tweeting their support for Cummings and he himself is pretty adamant that he's done nothing wrong. You're supposed to be more than two metres apart. Move out of the way. Who cares about good looks? It's a question of, do, of doing the right thing. It's not about what you guys think. But Downing Street's original childcare defence has now gone out the window with witnesses coming forward to say they saw Cummings in the area that his parents live a second time a few weeks later. The opposition and the British public are calling for him to resign, for the PM to sack him. They are angry that there seems to be one set of rules for him and another set for everyone else. A New South Wales zoo is celebrating a milestone just months after being threatened by devastating bushfires. Mogo Zoo has opened a new surgery and Snow, the white lion, was the first patient. She's had a contraceptive device implanted. She's already a grandmother and the zoo wants the male lion to now mate with her daughters. It's always a, a healthy amount of stress when there's something like this because we all love her to death and we just want it to go well. But it was a necessary procedure to have to do for the longevity of our pride. Staff proved their dedication during the bushfire crisis. While surrounding towns were evacuated, zookeepers stayed to protect more than 200 exotic animals. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.